You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And there's no April Fools here. I'm recording this afternoon, so it would be gauche if I did anyway. Um, I'm still Ryan Andrews for now, your host of the Locked On Jays podcast from jayswindcouch.com. So, yeah, we have our first full series of 2019 in the books, and there are definitely some positives that the Blue Jays can take away from their split with the Detroit Tigers. Um, But there are some negatives that we will also discuss. But because this is a Monday and because y'all are probably sick of, you know, seeing whatever every, every website's doing for this day, some lame joke, like "Eh, we, we've got robots replacing all our secretaries. I don't know. I don't know what companies do. I know Tom Brady said he was retired. That was probably the best one, just because, haha, pa- Patriots fans. So, congrats, Tom Brady. You win April Fools. Uh, the Blue Jays may win April Fools. They play tonight against Baltimore. We will preview that later on and talk about tonight's starter, who will be tasked with continuing the trend that the Blue Jays' rotation has set. And it's it's a mind-boggling stat. The Blue Jays' first four starters this season, Marcus Stroman, Matt Shoemaker, Aaron Sanchez, and Trent Thornton, have combined for 24 scoreless innings. That's that's not been seen in like over 40 years. MLB Stats had a tweet that the last team to have such a run from its starters to begin a season it was the 1976 Milwaukee Brewers. I, that is that is ridiculous. And and no one, no one would have expected it from this Blue Jays rotation. Oh, Matt Shoemaker, he's injured. Oh, Th- Trent Thornton's a rookie. But they, well, one, it helps to face the Detroit Tigers with an entire bottom half of the lineup that is pretty much useless. I mean, they they won the Sunday game basically because Heimer Candelario went five for six. That that was it. Uh, but ju- no, just just seeing what the starting pitchers have been able to do. Uh, Stroman and Shoemaker in particular were impressive. Both went seven innings, and they were very effective at at pounding the strike zone. Shoemaker in particular, when I watched his start. On Friday, just the way he was able to work that strike zone and continuously get ahead of batters. Now, for Sanchez and Thornton, that was a bit more of a problem. That's why their pitch counts got rung up a little bit. And, like, Thornton was never going to be, you know, a threat for a complete game. But the Tigers were feeling him out, and they made him throw more pitches on Sunday. So, you know, despite all the nerves, despite having his family in the stands... For his first ever game. Thornton performed very well. Given the circumstances. And he's probably earned a longer look in the rotation. I know this was meant to be just. 
a temporary solution while Brian Barucki is still working on coming back from injury. But now with the news that Clayton Richard is going to hit the DL as well, sorry, IL, I I will I'll wear rubber band and ping myself every time I say DL for that. Um, because Clayton Richard went to the IL, now there's an opening a little more for Trent Thornton to audition further. And again, we're going to talk about tonight's starter in the second half, but Thornton has definitely earned it just the way he had control command of all his pitches just he he was able to play some pretty much where he wanted that curveball look really good against Detroit I wouldn't mind seeing that go for a little and he, he can change the the arc on it as well change it from like a like a 10 4 to a 12 6 that's that's huge to play with the deception and kind of fool batters Sanchez we should talk about Sanchez because I like it was, it was kind of oxymoronic with Aaron Sanchez on sat on Saturday because it was a good start. Like he didn't allow a run. He was striking out batters, which he did not do last season. But at the same time, a familiar problem with Aaron Sanchez creeped in, in that the pitch counts got out of control very quickly. Like, he, he was continuously just throwing pitches that he did not need to throw. I don't know if it's in an effort just to get batters to chase it or not. But, I mean, Sanchez was back up to 96-97 on Saturday. He doesn't need to go nibbling anymore. Like last year when he was only able to hit 93. He can start challenging batters again. He can start putting that fastball in in tight parts of the strike zone and be relatively confident that it's not going to get whacked like it was last year. So like I said, it, it was good. It was good from a results based standpoint. Um, but I would have liked to see a, a bit more aggressiveness again from Aaron Sanchez when it comes to pitching. And, and maybe we will see that again. I believe he gets Cleveland because I believe the starters are going to go, uh, tonight's starter, and then Strowman, Shoemaker. So he'll face Cleveland. That'll be a bit of a tougher test. So we'll see if Sanchez has a little more confidence in what he's got and can go out and and deliver some more strikes. So that's that's essentially my review of the historic starting rotation run for the Blue Jays. And if you want to have a historic performance where it matters most with your significant other, then you need to try Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a chewable tablet that uh, you can take it at any time and it will give you the boost you need to, you know, have a good time with said significant other that you choose to share that time with. It's used by, it makes the same ingredients as those more famous pills like Viagra and Cialis but they're chewable, so they work twice as fast, and you can be ready quicker. Um, so this isn't just for guys either. Girls, if you're having issues with menstrual cramps, studies have shown that pills like Blue Chew can help deal with those pains. So uh, Blue Chew is prescribed online. It ships straight to your door. You don't need to go to a doctor. don't need to wait in a pharmacy. No awkwardness. You just wait for it to come. It's made in the USA, and it ends up being cheaper than if you went to the pharmacy anyway. And it's even cheaper because if 
you visit bluechew.com, you know, blue is in blue jays, uh, you get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code NLB. You just pay the $5 in shipping. So again, that's bluechew.com, promo code NLB. Try it for free. It's a better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, we are back. So, we talked enough about the Detroit series. Do we want to talk about the offense? No, the offense was bad. So, let's just ignore that Lourdes Gurriel Jr. went 0 for 11. Let's just ignore that Kevin Pillar only had one hit. Let's let's just move on from that and talk about tonight's uh, series opener between the Blue Jays and the Orioles. Now, admittedly, when I saw Detroit and Baltimore as the first two teams on the Blue Jays schedule, I thought there was a very strong chance that, you know, they could go five and two. Uh, to start the season and, you know, look good for a week, essentially. They, they're they looking all right, but, you know, obviously they now have to sweep the Orioles to get to that 5-2 mark. Not saying it's impossible, but the Orioles did just take 2-3 or three from the Yankees, which, you know, brings me great joy, but, you know, I don't like to see that coming in to Toronto. So, what are we going to see in in this game? Well, we're going to see Sean Reed Foley, which will make a frequent contributor to the show, Matt Hall, very happy because Hall was the one who predicted Sean Reed Foley was going to be a very important starter for the Blue Jays this season. So, well, he's going to be important tonight. Makes his first ever start against the Orioles. Goes against David Hess, who the Blue Jays have scored two runs off of in his career. So, you know, just very, very tough ask for Sean Reed Foley, especially since he probably thought he would be gearing up to start in Buffalo. Um, and the team, I think, thought that too. Just the way uh, Sean Reed Foley had issues with his command. You know, go like it, the problem with Sean Reed Foley has never been his stuff. He has electric stuff. You know posting double-digit strikeouts against the Yankees and Marlins last year. He he has the stuff. He just has to be able to harness it. And he was not doing a very good job of it in spring training. He had a 13-8 to strikeout-to-walk ratio. And, you know, he had an 840 ERA. It's not great. So I'm, I'm not sure the Blue Jays are really excited to have Sean Reed fully go tonight, but at the same time, you know, it accomplishes what the goal of 2019 is, which is to find the guys who are going to contribute for seasons to come when your good batters are coming up and when, you know, you might actually have an offense that can consistently score runs and keep you out of extra innings. So from that standpoint, it's good. I... I probably would have given it to Jacob Waxbach, to be honest. I think he performed better than Sean Reed Foley. And he, you put him on the 40-man roster for a reason. You're not going to waste that spot and watch Travis Bergen go off to San Francisco if you're not going to use Waxbach at a major league level. So I don't know why he's on there and not being used in that situation. But 
again, maybe they just see walks back as like a, a backup arm and Reed Foley is potentially that number two guy in the future. So from that standpoint, I, I get it. I get why he's out there. I just want to see a bit more from this offense. Cause again, it was, it was kind of hit or miss. Like, like yesterday, if not for Rowdy Telez's pinch hit home run, we are talking about uh, a team that got shut out twice. And I know Ron Gardenhire was panicking about his team getting shut out for 18 innings by saying he would drink heavily, which I encourage that strategy for many managers, especially Brandon Hyde in Baltimore, you know, just, just to try and get through the season. But they, they didn't really do much to help the the pitching staff like freddie galvis was the most consistent regular hitter in that lineup him him and richard urania are the only guys who had more had more than three hits well sorry brandon drury had four hits as well but he had like 17 shots to get those hits so it's a bit worrying, especially when you look at some of the guys who are counted on to kind of make steps forward in that offense. As we said, Lourdes Gurriel, 0 for 11 with a walk against Detroit. That's not acceptable at, at second base. You look at Kevin Pillar, 1 for 16 with just a single. Now, granted, he didn't strike out as much as he usually does, but just inability to put the ball in play. Randall Grichuk was 0 for 12. Now, he did draw a couple walks, so he does have an OBP, but it, it looked like the same thing as last year. Like he was pressing too hard to try and make things happen. He just kind of has to get natural at it and, and lean back. Teoscar Hernandez was only 133 in that series, two for 15. And he was clean up for most of that. So some troubling signs to start the offense. We'll see if they can get it going a little more against a Baltimore team that does not have a great pitching staff, but you know, at, at the same time, you, you need to see some kind of growth here. And I know there have been trade talks around Kevin Pillar, so that may play into his slow start, but Griel needs to show a bit more. Danny Jansen needs to show a bit more offensively. Teoscar definitely does. So it, it can't just be all rowdy bombs. It, that, that's not healthy for the sustainability of a good offense. So that's that's what I'm going to be looking for in this series. That's what we'll be talking about probably during this series. And if you want to get on the conversation like so many people did on the weekend, I cannot believe some of the some of the numbers that that Joe Biagini tweet just like blew up and we we stand Joe Biagini on this podcast. He is he is the heart of the team. Joe Biagini and I will protect him as long as I can. But thank you all for the for the interactions on that. That was that was great to see. If you want to continue to, to do that and get involved, follow me on Twitter at NeoAC18. That's NeoAC18. Follow this podcast at Locked On Jays. You can do it on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, um, however you feel comfortable doing it. And if you're not subscribed to the podcast, I don't know why you wouldn't be because, you know, it's the best way to get my words into your brain every day. So if not, go to Himalaya. It's a great new podcast app that curates podcasts for you. You can 
go to Spotify. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, however you want to do it. Um, and, you know, if you want to listen to it in the car on your way home from work, get you prepped for tonight's game, just tell your smart device to play Locked On Blue Jays, and it'll do that because we live in the future. So, for everyone here at the Locked On Podcast Network, I've been Ryan Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode, and y'all take care.